Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 11. It is the 250th episode ever. I'm Craig. And I'm Britt. And Britt, we're back. There's mass hysteria. There's mass overreaction. Everyone should trade all their players away. The season's over. Yeah, pretty much. All right, good. Good. Glad we got that out of the way. That's pretty much Marat. <laughs> like I, the, the, I, 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 I had a, I put the, I put the, uh, the metric on a performance improvement plan, Uh-oh. and I told him, listen, <laughs> we just, we just don't have any more room for low performers. It's just been miserable in DFS. I'll tell you right now, you know what's keeping me afloat this year? It's freaking sports book. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> like seriously, I can't put together a damn decent DFS lineup this this year so far. But I, I have done fantastic. Like I have, I have yet to have a single one of my value picks actually give me value this year. It is so, it's been so hard to predict. But I get ahead of ourselves. Let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I have a lovely pumpkin ale by Timberyard Brewing called Spider Gates. Oh, I like the name. And there's a picture. It's an, it's a brown picture. I put it on Instagram. But there's a you know, the Grim Reaper standing between two trees, and there's a headstone. Um, but yeah. So I already poured this in a glass, so uh, I'll just take a sip here. Where did you find said beer? It's your, your buddy, your connection? Uh, I think that's where this one came from, probably. Cool. Next time I'm there, I'll see if they have more. I got yes, it, honestly, definitely. and I, I do this with a lot of things, and some people can call me weird. I pick, <laughs> I pick beer and wine a lot of the t- not a lot of the time, but maybe half of the time, just based on the can art. <laughs> so that's well, he's taking a sip of that. That there's a lot of research that backs that up. When I was when I was at, in college, and I worked in a, a cafeteria. My boss used to say to me, "You know, presentation isn't half the game; it's three quarters of the game." The pizza in our place is going to stay taste exactly as the other crappy cafeteria on the other side of campus. But if our pizza looks better, people will enjoy it more. Mm, so, all right. So, what sure. is this? Talk talk to me about this. Um, so I get, hmm. Hmm. So let me see the description here. It says brown ale brew with local pumpkin and fresh ground spices. Mm -hmm. Um, I get cinnamon in the aftertaste, Mm -hmm. like a undertone of pumpkin, kind of like you just had some pumpkin pie. But as for me, I get like chocolate or like coffee. So it's interesting. It's it's a brown. Yes. And it's not sweet well to me it's not sweet at all Hmm. it's 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 lighter so it's not like thick like a stout so it's not like you can just you know it's not like a dessert beer hmm interesting very smooth yeah all right cool i am not drinking alcohol tonight because i pinched a nerve in my my neck oh that sucks oh and it was i've been there (laughs) i've been i've been dealing with I've been dealing with a, a just sore back in general for like a week or so. Yep. And then yesterday, it, or just yesterday or day before, I was sitting at my desk at work and I was like, I just need to stretch so I can stretch these muscles out. And I tilted my head back, not even suddenly, just slowly. And all of a sudden I felt it. And I, it's, I've had this exact same pinch nerve before. And it feels like the only thing I can describe it is the sign of the cross happens in, under your skin. Like I can feel, I can feel pain shoot from this spot to both of my shoulders and then straight down my back. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh shit. <laughs> so tonight I'm drinking ibuprofen. <laughs> perfect. Um, perfect. And, and my liver was like, listen, it's bad enough that we're going on vacation in a couple of weeks and you've got the all inclusive drink package. So yeah, I'm <laughs> like, all right, don't, don't worry about it, dude. We'll figure it out. 
figure it out. But, all right. Burning hot takes. Giving or receiving this week? Um, I will receive. Okay. Three weeks in, and we are already down to two 0-3 teams. Dun, we dun, only have <laughs> two teams that are winless. One of them, I think, is not shocking to anybody. I think what's shocking to me is that we only have two. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of teams with just one win. But the two teams, the one that's not shocking is the Houston Texans. We knew the Texans were going to be bad. The one that is shocking is the LA Raiders. I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. Craig, Mm -hmm. my burning hot take for you is which team is the last one to get a win and how long does it take? So who who goes longer without a win, the Raiders or Vegas? I know the Raiders are Vegas. The Raiders or the Texans? (laughs) Wow, that's a tough one because everyone, I think everyone thought like, Everyone in the AFC West would have two wins by now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely rated them much higher. Houston's better than they... Well, Houston is definitely better than they were last year. Um, they seem to have... I mean, they're not quote-unquote good, but at least they have like a... seems they have a running game now, finally. Mm-hmm. But the Raiders, I think... Maybe the Raiders, just because it's so... It's disappointing. I don't think I think what the hell is his name? The coach, guy from oh, the Patriots, the guy. Oh, McDaniel's. It. Yeah, Josh I McDaniel's. This is I personally probably I think a it took him so long to get a head coaching job because I think he was waiting for Bill to retire, but I think mm-hmm. this is the other reason why he didn't get any head coaching jobs is because I it, he has talented people on his team. He has mm-hmm. one of the best receivers in the league on his team. You can mm-hmm. arguably one of the better tight ends. You know, Carr as a quarterback isn't bad. Mm-hmm. He he has multiple running backs. Um, I yeah, I think it's starting to be a coaching thing because because now allegedly after the loss last week, uh, he had to go into the owner's office for a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. And you know, we call this Mike March disease. At least that's what I call it. Is Mike March disease. Mike <laughs> March was a tremendous coordinator, but every head coaching job he ever had, well, there was only the one, but it was just so <laughs> bad. Yeah, it was so bad. And this is also why I think you don't see people jumping at Eric Bieniemy. Like, how long have we been talking about Eric Bieniemy is going to be the next new head coach? Everybody's going to watch the interview. He gets, like, four interviews in offseason, and then he come, just comes back to the Chiefs every goddamn year. Nobody hires him. I think there is I think there is something to that guy who is a better coordinator than a coach, a head coach. Yeah, and coach, some coordinators try it, and they're good at it, and then other ones try it. And listen, people, head coaching is a completely different job than being a coordinator, whether it's defense oh, or offensive. Completely different skill set. Hold other mm-hmm. a giant ball of responsibilities you didn't have as a coordinator. Mm-hmm. So some people just can't, like, you know what? You, you try, it doesn't work, just go back to being a coordinator. Cause... It's a bigger picture, and that's yeah. the thing. It's a bigger picture, and a lot of guys think they can handle it. Like, in my day job, somebody said this to me the other day, don't you want to get promoted? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm at the right management level for what I can do. I look at the guys below me and I know that they're not doing enough. And I look at the guys above me and I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I'm in the right level of management for me. And, you know, people don't understand. I was like, where's your ambition? My ambition is to continue doing a great job so that you pay me more for the job I'm doing, hmm. not to try and move up because I just, it's, it's the same. It's, it's just some people 
there's there's a ceiling for some people and i could i could i manage the department i'm in probably i would probably be rocking gently and drinking myself tonight to bed every <laughs> night because i would be you know but it's you know i think there's something there's there's something to be said for knowing your limits and in this case i think that's you know this is a situation where josh McDaniel's like oh i can be a head coach it looks easy to me i bill did it okay mm. yeah, yeah. Not so what much. have you got for me <laughs> Um, so for me tonight, uh, my question to you is, is this the Cowboys year? You know what? I just realized. Yeah. I didn't answer my own question. And my oh, yeah. own, the answer to my question is that Raiders will get there first because they have a shot to get there this week against Denver. Houston is, uh, hosting the chargers. So there's no chance there. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, okay. So, so is this the Cowboys year? No. <clears throat> is there a is quarterback the- controversy? That's the no. second part of my question. <laughs> no, there is no quarterback controversy in freaking Dallas. There is, there is not. And if there is one, it speaks highly to the bad culture in Dallas. I just, I, I, just, I can't, I can't with this anymore. <laughs> I can't. Jerry Jones has to generate headlines. And the headline is all about Dak and Dak is hurt. And what are they going to do without Dak? And Jerry Jones wants everyone to know 150% that the star is bigger than everyone but him. And that so he throws out there, well, you know, if Cooper Rush plays really well, we'd have to have a discussion. No, you don't. No, you don't. There's no discussion to be had here. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I think this is I think the last couple of seasons, at least since they had Dak and Zeke, everyone thought it was like, you know, the Aikman and Elliot return. Like they're good and then they're not, and then they're sort of good again, and then they just stop playing. So, yeah, I think this is just going to be a repeat as last year. Are they going to win the division if the Eagles no. keep playing the way they are? No, are they going to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. this looks like a six win team to me. Yeah, I didn't see. Let me let's look at their schedule really quick. Yeah, we got a minute. Go for it. Let me. Well, damn it. Computer. What are they, one and two? Um, Cowboys, they are, they Not are two and one, two and one. And oh, one. wow. I'm surprised. Okay. Well, they right, play the so, Giants. Let's see here. Do, do, All right. So this week they're playing the Giants. They just beat the Giants. Oh, that's right. Damn it, computer. That's how they're two and one. All right. So that, <laughs> that's week three. Hold on. Let me get, this site isn't loading. <laughs> here we go okay thank you computer okay so the second thank you submariner the, they are playing the commanders uh win uh then they are going to la to play the rams loss then they are going to philadelphia to play the eagles loss uh, the Lions are going to Dallas. Loss. <laughs> the Bears are going to Dallas. Win. <laughs> uh, then they go to Green Bay. Lost. Uh, then they go to Minnesota. Loss. Then the Giants go to Dallas. Lost. Then the Colts go to Dallas. Loss. <laughs> then the Texans go to Dallas. Win. Uh, then they go to Jacksonville. Win. Uh, then the Eagles go to Dallas. Loss. Then they go to the Cowboys. Go to Tennessee. Win. 
Getting in too many close losses. I got to give him a close win. Uh, and then last game in the January 8th, um, the Cowboys go to Washington. Win. That's nine. Nine. See, now last year that would have made the playoffs. This year, probably not. <laughs> yeah, nine, nine, eight ain't making the playoffs. So I don't think so. But yeah, so there you go. All right. So so yeah. So I I I'm tired of hearing about the Cowboys. I'm, I'm tired. You know, Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, but only if they buy tickets. I'm sticking to it. What, what do you think? Can they recover? Yeah, I just I just think it's going to be a repeat of last year. They're gonna yeah. They're gonna you know, try to make a run for the playoffs and then, you know, eventually screw it up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the good, the bad, the ugly. So this is a part where Craig and I each say something good we liked this past week, something bad we saw this past week, and something that was just downright ugly. So I'll start with the good. The good for me continues to be the fantasy dominance of Jalen Hurts. Every time I turn around, Jalen Hurts is making it happen, and he's looking more and more like the real deal, which means I just jinxed his ass, and he's done. <laughs> he's going to break his knee next week. <laughs> but, like, he's a, he's number three in most formats right now, the number three quarterback. And, and we did. We had him rated very high. A lot of people did. It's not shocking. What's shocking is that his performances have been relatively consistent the first three weeks, and they've been like 20-plus point performances in our home league each of the first three weeks. That's We, we always knew there was going to be those days where Jalen Hurts was going to get you 40 fantasy points. I just didn't think I was going to get the 49 points after I got 25, after I got 30. And I just feel like the consistency has been really great there. So what's the good for you this week? Uh, the good for me this week would be finally the Bengals remembered how to play. Granted, oh it was against God. the Jets. But I'm glad they played the Jets because at least they got, they kind of got their rhythm back and they looked like they remembered how to play football finally. Yeah. Um, so that was good for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The bad for me is Kyler Murray. Okay. This I don't know what is up with. I don't know what is going on in Arizona. I don't know what is in this kid's head right now. But this week he got up and he basically just, you know, without quoting because I don't have it right in front of me, he basically was like, some people around here got to step up and it ain't me. And I was like, oh, boy. No, that's not the that's not the look they're looking for from you, particularly after you haven't really stayed healthy and you haven't you've kind of dimmed down as the season goes on. I, I was just like, that's that's a bad look. I'm I'm selling. I am as much as I'm buying on Jalen Hurts right now. I'm absolutely selling on Kyler Murray. How about you? What was your bad this week? Um, hmm. kind of there was a couple there was a couple things. I'm trying to think what the bad for me this week, honestly, it's the Panthers in general. Mm. Like we all thought they would, you know, they got Baker, CMC was back. They had receivers. They have uh, a tight end and Ian Thomas, Ian Thomas, right? See there. Yeah. Um, or he was. <laughs> that's, see, that's how little, that's how little yep. relevance they have right now. <laughs> yep. He's still, he's I still can't there. I remember who the starting freaking tight end in Carolina is. <laughs> he's still there, but it's like right now, Baker Mayfield is the 32nd ranked quarterback in the NFL with only 448 passing yards. Mm-hmm. Right? And like last week, fantasy wise, DJ Moore, who I just traded to Sean, <laughs> had two oh, points. I had to look at that trade. 
forgot to look at that trade. <laughs> Glad you just reminded me of that. Do that live next. Go on. He had two points, and I'm, you know, I'm just over. I I'm over waiting for them to like do something. Like it's one thing. It's fine if like teams lose in the first couple weeks, whatever. But I'm talking about like fantasy relevance here. Like I can't. I can't hold on to it anymore. Just can't. Oh my god! This is the worst trade I've ever seen. See. Even we know and that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's unbalanced. I'm saying, it's, oh my god, terrible, why? Right? <laughs> why? And the comment. Which one of you proposed this? Uh, Sean did. Sean's comment is, "I'll take your headache for mine," <laughs> and it's a straight up swap. DJ Moore for Allen Robinson. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I, I want to object to this just on the basis that neither one of these guys should be rostered right now. <laughs> I drafted TJ Moore in the fourth round. I was I so high on Allen Robinson. I was so high on him in the preseason. I'm like, he's going to step the into... on. <laughs> That's it. The team and the opportunity was there. Bobby Trees leaves. We know Cooper Cup is getting all the attention. We know they're going to work things for Cooper Cup. But we also know that when that was the case... Bobby Tree still got looks, a lot of them, and mm-hmm. was fantasy relevant. And Allen Robinson has, you know, from all points of view leading up to this, runs better routes and has better hands than Robert Woods. And so, therefore, vacated targets should go to Allen Robinson. He should be fantasy relevant. My God, I was so wrong <laughs> that I want to do a tearful apology like the Blair Witch <laughs> in the woods. And just go, I'm so sorry. <laughs> just want to hold a camera up to myself and go, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have I have approved yeah. your trade. I, I you have no one's objecting to this because no one's gonna care. <laughs> this <much>. is <laughs> This is a, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody gives a shit. Kind of yep. it's right there. So Okay, my ugly this week is a tie. I'm giving I'm giving the the award twice number one i'm giving it to my own projections my predictions have been terrible this year so far this year has been very unpredictable from a projection standpoint like the guys i thought were going to be decent like decent like out there like dawson knox dawson knox is is the starting tight end on one of the best teams in football and he has he's i think his best night has been five points terrible terrible numbers and it's just I can't. I just oh, it just drives me up a, up a, a tree. So like, so the 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 metric itself gets the first one. Like I said, it's not a performance improvement plan, or it's going to be fired. But the real the other co ugly of the week is Sky Moore. I dropped Sky Moore in every league, and he's another guy I was big on. Vacated targets, new people. Juju ain't running down the field a million miles an hour and getting the long ball. Marquez Valdez Scandling can run to go get the long ball, but he never catches it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore is going to go in there and he's going to get a decent share of Tyreek Hill's looks. And it hasn't happened. Not only has it not happened this week because he's on the punt return team to try and get himself some more play time. All he did was muff two punts. Oh, really? <laughs> only one got turned over, but twice on Sunday he lost punts in the lights of Lucas Oil Field. And Lucas Oil Field is one of those weird stadiums where the roof opens, but even when the roof is open, the, sh- the, the seats are still covered. 
You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't like, it's not like a, a complete open air stadium. It's an odd field. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, he was not prepared to catch punts in Lucas oil field. And, and that's, that's an issue. So Sky Moore, you're the other one on this. And I will apologize to everyone. If you listen to me and you drafted Sky Moore, then I, I owe you an apology. <laughs> so what's your ugly this week? Uh, my ugly, and I'm sorry to say it, it's someone else on your team who I was big on last year. It's it's the law office. Oh, Marquez Valdez Scanling. Yeah, yeah. Right now he's averaging 5.8 yards per target, and it just seems like he's just there. And Patrick Mahomes is like, yeah, I see you over there. Just yeah, maybe I'll throw it to you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's the utilization. They're utilizing him on short routes, and it's it's just it's very different than what we've come to expect from MVS. So hold on, I'm pulling up his I'm pulling up his numbers right now. Player stats. So four targets for week one, four targets, four catches, eleven yards. Oh no, I'm oh, sorry, forty-four yards. His longest was seventeen. Week two, two receptions on seven targets. Longest catch, seven yards. This week, four catches for 48. The longest was 24 yards. They're using him <clears> differently yeah, than... Like, yeah, they're just, they're just using him differently like than Green a, Bay did. Here's a weird stat that I thought was interesting. So I'm just going to read it so I don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. So it says, Instead, familiar face Mikael Hardman has been the best deep threat. He has an average depth of target of 1.7. And Mahomes has a quarterback rating of 110.8 when targeting him. That rating yeah. plummets to seven seventy two point seven when he throws to Valdez Gantling. That's yep. a huge drop off. And I think that's a combination, like you said, it's a combination of opportunity and play selection. So right. it's like, okay, uh, that guy's covered. That guy's covered. Oh look, there's the pizza vendor. Uh, okay, I'll just dump it <laughs> off to MVS. <laughs> yeah, and it's like seven much. yards if he catches it. You're you're welcome. You know, but Hardman is like the first option. Hardman has taken a much larger share of the offense than I anticipated him to take. I'll be the first one to admit that as well. So, all right, that's America. Uh, that's uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly for week three uh, going into week four. Let's play America's Game. Are you ready for the shortest version of America's Game you've ever played in your life? Is it like one game? <laughs> there is one game over 50. And there is one game under 40. Jeez. So you get one set of strikes tonight. That's fair. <laughs> there is one game over 50. I should pull it. I should pull the lines up. I wrote yeah. down the two correct answers, but I, I okay. should have it in front of me, me so you can. Let me know when you're ready. I am ready. Okay. Well, just like every week, and we don't know because of the weather in Florida. We don't know where this game's going to be, but I'm going to pick it anyway. Might be in here. Minnesota. <laughs> if it's um, a game you're thinking of, it might be in Minnesota. That's the backup site now. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna just say Chiefs Bucks because that's my default go to. <laughs> because of all the uncertainty, Chiefs Bucks is a 45. Ooh. So that is strike one. Okay. All right. Now, am I am I guessing either one? Right. Well, yeah, but Does you gotta it... tell me which one it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, that was the over. You, okay. You could. Okay. Yeah, I figured that was the over. Um. Jaguars, Eagles, no. Um, Chargers, Texans, no. Browns, Falcons. You're looking, you're looking for all the teams that you know have high 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 throw potential here. 
Um, where are the Chiefs? Where are the Bengals? Where are the Where are the Chargers? You're looking for all your favorites. Uh, let's see, Vikings, Saints. No, that's in England, isn't it? So yes, I don't think no. I don't think that even have like nine thirty a.m. our time. <laughs> um, I, I I if I'll roll over and I'll watch it, but that's about. It. All right, let's go the over because I lost to one of these quarterbacks and I won because I had the other one. Um, let's say the over is the Bills Ravens. That's correct. The Bills Ravens game is a 51 and a half and the Ravens are only 3 point home underdogs. So they anticipate that game to be close. Uh I well, depending if the Bills secondary is back or not, uh, I think the Bills will win that game. But we'll see. I I think they probably will. It really depends. Yeah, let's Bills are coming off a loss, a game that they sh- they weren't happy about losing. So, yeah. All right, All so what's the one game that's under? You got two strikes left. Under, who's bad? <laughs> oh, there's lots of bad um, this week. The Patriots don't have a quarterback. Um, so let's let's just say the Patriots Packers. Nope, that's a 40 mm. and a half. Oh, boo. <laughs> so close. <laughs> but that's strike 2. Oh my god, it's 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 pr- this one's pretty glaring in my opinion. But there's Let's also see. a couple of night if I were in your position I would say okay, it could be that, it could be that, it could be that. Uh, bad Jets, teams are playing bad teams this week. Jets Steelers, I feel like they're on the same level. Um Browns Falcons, no, I can see them scoring on each other. All right. Let's see here. Let's see. Um Cardinals, Panthers, maybe. Rams, no, that's a division game. Broncos, no, it's a division game. Um, okay. Wow. Uh, These two teams are playing each other. Is this going to end in a tie? <laughs> so the Bears are playing the Giants? Uh, Is Sean going to live through this game? Bears at Giants. Uh, he might be going. Oh. Is he going to live through Knowing it? Knowing him. Uh, <laughs> not if he goes to the Meadowlands. <laughs> um, all right. In honor of Sean, let's pick the Bears-Giants game. You you would be correct. That's 39 and a half is the Bears-Giants game. So there's the game uh, that everyone's going to be avoiding. <laughs> what do you? What's the final score of that game? Uh, okay, well, let's see here. If it's estimated, so 39 and a half, it's a, a sp- even split of 20 with a three-point spread. So that's like roughly 21-18. For lack of a better term, I'm rounding down, but like 21-18 would be the Vegas anticipated total, roughly. What do you think the final score is going to be? <laughs> uh six to two. <laughs> like, can I can I bet on that? Can I bet for no touchdowns to be scored in that I mean, game? Can, I mean, you can pick. You can bet on a final score. So yes, touchdown scorers. Let's see here. Let me see if I can go down to that game. I gotta collapse a whole bunch of menus here. I've got it up here. Let's see who the favorite is. To, oh wow, they're not even taking that bet right now. <laughs> like, there's not t- touchdown scores are. Wow. Okay, they're not. They're not. They're, that, that's not a game on their list. For it will be as the as the the week as the the week goes on. But right now, you can't you can't take that. Let's see here. Correct score. Can I put a can I put a score bid in? Uh, I can only do it on Bengals Dolphins. 
I don't know what I can do with this Viking Saints. Wow. I gotta be able to I wanna collapse these games. I just I, I wanted to do this easy and it's not letting me do this easy. Game it, website you stink. <laughs> game lines. Let me just go click on that game. We'll do this live. Here we go. Okay. Uh team scoring props, game props, team stat props, team to win from behind, no. Will overtime happen? That's pretty likely because it could be 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so here, so here is... The, so DraftKings does these things called single-game parlays or SGPs. They have ones that they pre-make that people are finding popular, and they call them, put it under a heading of quick SGPs. Okay. The first one on the list for Bears-Giants is under 40 total points, so <laughs> under 39.5, under eight and a half total points in the first quarter, and the Giants win. And that's a plus 360. So the very first popular parlay is under, under, and the Giants somehow win. Oh, and that's only first half. Giants win the first half. Nice. <laughs> wow. I mean, some of these are just like, here it is. Under 39 and a half, under nine points total first quarter, and the Bears win the first half is plus 500. I actually might take that bet. I actually might I might touch that bet. Like here's a here's what I wouldn't touch: Bears money line, but the Giants win the first quarter and the over is plus eight fifty. Mm. There's no way. There's no way. Anyway, okay, moving on. So Craig wins America's favorite game again. Are you are you four and zero, or did you lose last week? No, I think I'm four and zero. Oh wow. Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who's not 4-0? Who? The metric. <laughs> so I did. I sat down the metric today. I, sat, I said, come on into my office. Can I get you some water or coffee or anything? Because we got to have a serious, serious chat. And I was like, so, are you enjoying working for us? <laughs> and uh, he just kind of, you know, the metric is just kind of like, uh, you know, I got. don't worry, I got it this week. And assured me that things are going to turn around this week. And with that in mind... It spit out its first value play at quarterback, and the answer was Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> In the defense of the metric, the, they're playing the Jets. That is true, and he's very cheap. <laughs> and, and the Jets looked woeful on defense the other day uh, against uh, the Bengals. And I mean, the Bengals are a better offense in general, but so I'm not going to touch Mitch much uh, touch Mitch Trubisky. I'm actually looking more to my studs right now. There's no real like easy pick, in my opinion, for value. I might actually just pay up for Josh Allen. At 8,400, I, I think he's going to go into Baltimore, and he's going to throw the ball all over the goddamn place. If you're insisting on going somebody cheaper, Cooper Rush is only 5,300. Um, I just only have him for 15 points, so it's not like a really big value play. But I just I can't put any faith in Trubisky, so I, I'm probably just going to go studs at quarterback this week. What What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> looking at over, there's just really no, there's no cheap play for me at at quarterback this week. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe if you want to go super cheap, maybe Geno Smith, but that's like you know I'd use that in a tournament. <laughs> Yeah, that feels so sus, doesn't it? It, it just does. it just doesn't feel good. I mean, if if you don't want to spend up for Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen because they're both over eight thousand, 
but you know they are good picks but you know again they're over 8000 is some is probably i my first look would be Aaron Rodgers playing New England because he's 6300 mm-hmm. he seems like he's starting to click with the receivers a little bit and Lazard is playing again finally uh so you know that's there's that and then if you want to go cheaper but not as cheap as Geno Smith Jimmy Garoppolo right now is playing the Rams. It's a division game, and he's 5,600. Is there any way we can use Zach Wilson in his first game back at 5,200? I mean, that's what I'm hearing, that Wilson's going to play this week. Has that changed at all? I don't know. I haven't checked. I'm looking right now to see if there's any update. Player news. Zach Wilson today says he's 100%. was a full full practice today. And stay up. And okay, Coach Robert Salas said Wednesday that he has been medically cleared, and if all goes this week, he will start against the Steelers. So I mean, fifty-two hundred. But I mean, the Jets are so bad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I guess if I have to, I have to. But I would rather spend. I'd rather spend up and go Josh Allen. So, all right. So if we're gonna spend up places, we're gonna have to see find value elsewhere, right? So I look at running back, and who is the top name on the list? Saquon Barkley. Okay, this is not the first time I've said <laughs> Saquon Barkley's name on this show. And the last time, and, and the last time I said, I think he had a terrible game. I got to pull up his stats now. But Saquon Barkley is dominating the metric numbers this week. I've got him for 24 points. That feels really high. I'm starting to back off of it. I think he might get to 20 but I think 24 is a little pie in the sky. I don't know. Let me see his stats here. Yeah, it was against Carolina, right? I said Carolina, he's going to have a big game. He went for 72 yards and no score. Wow. Three receptions for 16 yards. He did virtually nothing. Now, last week against Dallas, ran for 81 yards, had the touchdown, had four catches for 45. He had a decent day, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm... I guess I'm starting to get gun-shy because it has not been an easy start. So besides that, I do like Leonard Fournette. Again, where is that game going to be is going to matter. I really like Javante Williams. He seems to be becoming more and more comfortable in Denver. So I like him a great deal. Uh, And I also kind of like Josh Jacobs a little bit. I shouldn't say that because Denver's defense is so stingy. I don't like anybody. Don't play DFS. (laughs) There's my advice. But I'm I'm probably going to try and have a fair couple. I'm going to have a couple shares of Saquon Barkley and a couple shares of Leonard Fournette, and I'm not going to save any money there. So I'm going to have to save money elsewhere. What do you like this week at running back? Uh, this week at running back, I'm looking to save money, so I might be spending down on running back. Or who are uh, you looking at to do that? So for me, I you know after I'm going by last performances from last week, sure. I know past performance, blah blah blah, future, blah blah, but. Yeah. But I do like Stevenson. He seems to because I feel with them not having a quarterback, they're going to run a lot. So that's going to that's going to be involve him a bunch. He's only fifty two hundred, and Damian Pierce, Pierce, right? Uh, he's playing the Rams. He's fifty six, and you know, Lovey Smith said he's he wants him to have more a bigger part of the offense, even though they're kind of doing a platoon thing right now. Right. Uh, so those are the two that I'm looking at for spending down on running back i mean i i mean i'm also i'm also i also look down and i'm like you know clyde edwards hilaire 
Ooh, you know, I mean, uh, you feel like it's coming eventually. The dude had seven carries for zero yards last week. What happened? Like, why? What happened between and he had last a season and this season? He just doesn't seem as involved. You, be, yeah, I'm just I, asking I, you as a Chief fan. Like, do you have? Yeah, any... I, I don't. I just, I feel like, I feel like they've decided they're going to go committee. They've made a decision that they're going to go committee for him, and that's that's all that's going to happen there. I mean, he's getting, he's only getting seven seven carries and maybe five targets a, a game. I mean, he did have a rushing touchdown. They bottled him up. He is not getting through the line like he used to. I just, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to make of it. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, I really, I want to believe that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to pull through, but I can't at 6,200. If he was at like 5,500 or like, like Ramonde Stevenson's 5,200. I'm not understanding why Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't like down there based on his usage, you know? So... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm also looking at James Robinson, 6,400, just a touch high for him. I, I don't know. Cam Akers is back, so I can't touch Daryl Henderson at 5,100. I, I I don't touch Raheem Mostert unless I have to. <laughs> I, I I don't what know. I just, Nick Chubb? Just, uh, I always much? feel like Nick Chubb is one. Yeah, 7,900 is way too much for Nick Chubb. It's, he's barely going to get to 2x. I need 16 points for him to get to 2x. It's just too expensive. So, I mean, again, if you're scouting for value, there doesn't seem to be a ton of it there. And I've, I've been telling myself, I'm going to stop using studs. I'm going to stop paying up at running back, and I'm going to start using running back as a value play to pay up at wideout. And I just don't see it. Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette are going to cost me a combined 14800 on DraftKings. But if they come through near projections, they're 42 points. Or I could spend 10000 on the combination of Rashard Penny and Brees Hall and only get 25 points, and I feel like that's high. Yeah. Ugh, I'm just, I'm lost when it comes to the running backs. I don't know. Maybe it's time to retire. <laughs> Wide receivers. We've got to find value here, right? Wrong. You know who the metric loves? The metric loves Stefan Diggs because he's been on a tear. I'm going to back away because I think he's going to be a popular pick. 8400 I think he's going to be very overused. You know who I do like? I'm starting to come around on Zay Jones from Jacksonville. He's only 4,200. I'm starting to come around. Now, well, he's got only had one decent game. Absolutely correct. He caught 10 balls for 85 yards and a touchdown, but it was at the Chargers, and it looks like they're starting to rely on him more. He got nine targets in week one. He only got four targets against Indianapolis. Fair. But it looks like they're trying to involve him more in the offense. And his catch rate is high. His worst game catch rate-wise was week one. He caught six of nine targets. So I'm starting to think Zay Jones might be a thing. And at 4200 he feels like the right price. The other guy I'm looking at as a total reach, I need to save a ton of money, is Richie James in New York. He doesn't get a ton of targets, but they're banged up. It looks like he might get an opportunity to get a couple more looks uh, this week when they when they go to play. Um, who the hell are they playing? The Bears. And I, I think I think there's an opportunity there. So yeah, I'm not really with, big uh, on him. What's his name? Hurting his knee. Um, oh, who? Are, that's right. Um, Slayton. Jesus, Sterling? Slayton hurt his knee. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp. <laughs> Sterling Shepard. And and Kenny Galladay is a non-factor. Remember him? Yeah, I, he caught one pass Monday night, and it got called back on the penalty. 
Yeah, and he made $700,000, and you both did the same thing that night. Nothing. That's exactly, I had exactly the same number of yards as he did. So, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I'm I'm really gun-shy. You know who I think could have potential breakout, and I'm really, I'm, I'm eyeing, I'm eyeing Chris Olave hmm. in New Orleans. He's 5,500. He could happen. I don't know. I just feel like the pricing is really, really tight this week. Last week I backed Nico Collins and he did shit. So I'm not backing Nico Collins again. <laughs> I don't care that he's only four thousand. I'm not going to use that name. But I'm looking. At, but like, like the metrics, like what about Donovan People Jones? I'm like, I didn't even know he was still on Cleveland. <laughs> he's there. You know, he's there. David Sills is starting to look like he's getting comfortable in the Giants offense. The problem with the Giants offense is it's still. It's still Daniel Jones out there, and it's just his decision-making is terrible. Tell me out, Craig. Who do you like at wide receiver this week? Um, it's same thing. It's this week, week four. This has probably been the hardest week to find value. Uh, yeah. You know, if I'm going to go, like, if I'm going to use Garoppolo, I do like I do like using stacks. So Brandon Ayuk is only 5,100. Mm-hmm. So especially after the scare of uh, – Debo, Debo last week. <laughs> he did not catch another pass in that game after he came back into it. No, he didn't. did not catch another pass. They, Cost me my fantasy say, game. Did they actually ever say what was wrong with him? <laughs> no, oh. not that I saw. Not that I saw, but he came back into the game. I was laying in bed. He comes back into the game and he runs one pass route. And I said, all right, he, I'm, I'm literally tied with a dude. I should be fine. And all he's got is a defense. I've got Debo. I should be fine. I woke up the next morning. I lost by two points. <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I looked at Debo's stat line. I'm like, those are literally the numbers I saw when I went to bed last night. Yep. yep. So I just, uh, I, I I think the problem is there's just nobody I trust right now. No. And really, if, running back and white out. if you pay attention to the Buffalo secondary, because last week the Buffalo Banged secondary con- consisted of the, of backups mostly. One was a first round pick. The other three were sixth round picks. So if that's oh, happening again, use... if that's happening again this week, Rashad Bateman might be a good play at 5,600. I've got him for 13 points right now, which just puts him at 2.3 X. But yes, maybe that's maybe it's time to start playing opportunity. Like I'm also I'm looking I'm looking down my list and I'm seeing Isaiah McKenzie, who finally looks like he's starting yeah. to get healthy. And I know he screwed up the end of the oh, game the other night. His coach mad at him. Oh, that's going to be my final thought. But I, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, I've got him for 11 points, but Stefan Diggs is on the injury report. Is I did push him at the start of this, but he was he did appear on the injury report. I did not get an update before I stopped to look. Hold on. Loading now. We'll do it live. Okay, come on. you got to load. Stefan Diggs, player news. Okay, good to go for week four. He was taken off the injury report today. Oh, he had he had cramping. Ah. He had cramping, so they put him on initially. They weren't sure. It looks like it was dehydration, so he's good to go. Okay, so maybe Isaiah McKenzie doesn't have additional value this week. I don't know. I just, finding the guys, like last week I pushed hard for Nelson Aguilar, and then all of a sudden he did nothing. And I was just like, what the holy hell? You know, I was just like, I can't, I can't get, I can't, I can't figure it out this year. Can't figure it out. All right, let's move on to tight end, see if we can figure out something at tight end. So I said to the metric, I'm using studs at every position. What do you got for me here? And it's like David and Joku. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, this is the place. This is the category. <laughs> he had one good week, ago. and that's exactly it. 
That's exactly it. He has one good week. That does not mean he's going to save Cleveland. Maybe he does. Doesn't mean he's going to. This is where you can save money because a lot of these guys are in the four, the three to four K range. Like I'm looking at Robert Tanyan at 3,500. All he's got to do is get in the end zone. Irv Smith, 3,300. Same thing. Irv Smith, I think at 3,300, he has not had a great start to this year, but I love what I'm seeing from him. Tyler Conklin at 3,600 isn't a bad choice. Tight end is a place I'm willing to reach. Yeah, Irv Smith, Irv Smith, zero receptions in week one, five in week two, but only for 36 yards and a touchdown. And then he was two receptions for six targets and 32 yards in Detroit. That's only 5.2 points. But, you know, I mean, if he gets into if he gets in the end zone, like the Philly game, that's uh, 10.6. That's 15.6. 15.6 points for him this week puts him in, in value. Yeah, puts him big time in value. Puts him at 4x. I think Irv Smith, I'm going to see a lot of Irv Smith this week. I'm just going to take that reach because I need to save money to, to yeah. buy up elsewhere. Who do you like at tight end? Uh, for me this week, I, man, this season so far, I've been really disappointed with Dawson Knox fantasy wise. Oh, tell me this about it. It's not, not working out so far, not working out, but I'm still, as of right now, especially due to his price, I'm still big on Evan Ingram. Uh, I was at the beginning of the season and right now he's 3,400. And I think, I think there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of passing in the Jacksonville Philly game. Um, so I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity there. <clears throat> See, that's, that's why I think I like Irv Smith in the Minnesota game. So we'll have to see how that, that plays out. I mean, like I'm looking, Mark Andrews is 7,100, Travis Kelsey is 7,700, and most everybody else is, un- like Kittle is 5,300. Like, there is a cliff. <laughs> if, if, you can, if you're saving so much money that you can afford to use Kelsey or um, or Andrews by all means, but, you know, most of us are not going to be able to afford that. So interesting defenses. Um, you know, I tend to steer, I steer, try to steer clear of high scoring games. So the metric loves Jacksonville at 2,300, but they're at Philadelphia and Philadelphia is too high powered an offense. I'm actually looking at $2,400, the Seattle Seahawks against Detroit. Oh, but Detroit's a pretty decent offense too. I don't want to do that. Well, for $200 more, you could take the jet defense against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh going to win that game? Yeah. Is the Jet defense going to be able to do anything about it? Maybe. I don't know. You want the lame duck game of the weekend? Take the Giants. Seven and a half points, but it's going to cost you $3,100. And that's your problem. You don't want, you really don't want to be a part of that. But I, I, it's just, it's it's an ugly week all around. I'm, I'll be honest with you all. I'm probably not betting a lot this weekend. Um, I am probably DFS pulling or back. Betting or sports booking? Probably both. <laughs> Probably both. I am probably pulling back a ton this weekend because I just don't like, I just don't like what I'm seeing. I just don't, I mean, you know, and again, we record this on Wednesdays. So standard disclaimer, you got to do some more homework. People are going to get hurt between now and then, and things are going to change. So, but I just, I just, I'm looking at this and I'm like, there's nothing exciting about this DFS picks this week. Not too much. No. Like a defense, help me out. You know, honestly, I was I was looking at the the low scoring games being the Bears and Giants, and I was gonna go the opposite direction and take the the Bears defense. 
because you, if they you could if they stop Saquon, then they pretty much stop the entire Giants offense. So you know, you know what game we haven't discussed at all as a potential stinker is Browns at at Falcons. Yeah. Like the Browns are thirty four hundred. What's Atlanta going for? I'm looking for them twenty eight hundred. That hmm. still seems high for how bad those teams are. I think I'd rather have the Seahawks at twenty four hundred. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let Craig figure it out this week. Craig, send me your lineup Saturday night or <laughs> Sunday morning. I'm just going to use whatever you use. That's exactly what I'm going to do this week. I am going to make the contributors give me lineups. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to say each of you just give me one lineup, and I'm just going to throw money at each of your lineups and see if what happens. Because maybe I'm gun shy because the first three weeks have been weak. And listen, last year, the first three weeks, the first five weeks for us were weak. We had a great week one, as you remember, and then weeks two, three, four, and five, we were, I, well, I was not great, and then it started to level out. I'm trying to just make sure that I don't dig myself a hole that I have to, like, dig out of, honestly. It's, you know, be conservative here a little bit when you're, things aren't going well. You don't get aggressive. You don't, you don't respond to a $50 loss by saying, well, I'm going to bet $100 this week <laughs> and try to regain all my losses. That's right. That's, that's, that's how you do That's right. You bet $200. And then he, okay. wait, no. that's you do that too. <laughs> Could do that too. I'm also going on vacation, and I have to consider that I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be gambling on this cruise. I love I, I. So I've taken two cruises, two cruises in my lifetime. Really? And both times, yes, two cruises in my lifetime, both in the last eight years, and both times I have walked out of the casino up on the casino. Nice. Both times. So I love it. The first time I did, I won a poker tournament, and it carried me the whole rest of the week. It was the first day I won the poker tournament. The second one, I had just I just had an amazing run on a craps table, and all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, I'm up a couple hundred bucks, and now I'm just going to, the casino's never going to let me back in it. But anyway. All right, so that's my advice. I'm going to go very conservative this week. I, I, I'm just going to rely on my, my colleagues to carry me, because I'm just not <laughs> liking anything I see. And again, some people are going to listen to this podcast and sit there and go, well, that's not what you're here for. You're supposed to tell me who to take. Sometimes the answer is I'm not going to touch it. Sometimes yeah. the answer is be conservative. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I'm not secretly going, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Saints defense. I'm, no. That's, I'm just being honest with you guys. If I don't like what I see, I'm not going to put money on it. So this week's going to be a very late betting week for me. So, All right. Final thoughts, Craig. We're at that time. What's your final thought for this week? Uh, my final thought is people need to start paying attention to injuries and the mm -hmm. waiver wire. So if you have to use Fab, you know that hundred dollars or whatever your league has, you know, start mm -hmm. using it. Don't don't be like, oh, I'm gonna save it till I'm in the playoffs. If you don't use it now, you might not make the playoffs. So yeah. So start looking at it now. If you need to stream people, like in one of my other leagues, I've been streaming kickers and defenses depending who they're playing. Just just do it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I, I, I tend to be conservative with my fab, but when I say that, like I'm already down to like 70 bucks in most cases, and something will happen, and I will be able to throw $50 at somebody mm -hmm. that I normally wouldn't throw $50 at, but... <laughs> You know, but I, I agree. Craig's right. If it does, extra fab doesn't help you when you don't make the playoffs. So, uh, my final thought this week: I just want to talk about the the, the Ken Dorsey meltdown at the end of the Bills game. Yeah, man, who can blame him? Who can blame him? And, and the fact that he came out and said he was going to correct his behavior afterwards, and I was like, 
No, dude. It, Come it's, on. It's, Head coaches do that all the time. Quarterbacks do that. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I Listen, I would rather see... I'd rather see the passion. I get it. He threw stuff around. I get it. He he reposedly he reportedly well he trashed the coach's box. You know, <laughs> the, what I heard what I heard was USA Today reported yesterday that the Bills players are fired up about this. That Josh Allen said they saw that and they got fired up by it. So, you know what? I want to see passion. I don't want to see inappropriate behavior. But at the end of the day. I don't think what he did was that bad. And I would rather see that than a guy who just carefully folds his papers. I, I know I'm going to upset the Patriots folks when I say this, <laughs> but the we're on to the Jets response. We're on to the, we're on to Cincinnati doesn't do it for me. I want to see coaches fired up. I want to see, I want to see Dennis Allen scream. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I right. want to see that, and not because it's good theater, because it tells me my coach gives a flying fuck, and that's what I want to see. So the Bills are going to bounce back from this, and I think it's going to be a really, really good thing. So, you know what else would be yeah. a really good thing? Leaving us a review. Um, wherever you listen to us, whatever podcast directory you found us on, please leave us a review. It's a great way to help the show. You can also help us out. If you have any ideas or you'd like to talk about something, there's a number of ways you can reach us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are available through email. We are uh, FignutsDFS at gmail.com. And, of course, we are on Facebook because everybody is these days. At we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. One last thing before I wind up. Last night, I'm watching a live Twitch stream. And somebody wrote in and they read a comment on the Twitch stream from a woman named Deb. <laughs> and you know what the guy who was doing the Twitch stream said, Craig? What do you say? Hi, Deb. Wow. And my wife looked at me and went, "Isn't that isn't that your guy's thing? You, <laughs> did you guys trademark that or anything?" And I went, "No." <laughs> so uh, we're, yeah, I, I think at this point we need to we need to trademark saying hi to Deb. So hi, Deb. And and then next time I can sue that guy when he says hi to Deb. So done. done. All right, week four in the books. Take take from it what you will. I know I'm. People are just like, wow. He sounds like really. I'm just this week. It's just I'm just looking at him like, eh. <laughs> it's like when you go to you go to a buffet place and you're like, none of this looks like anything I want to eat. <laughs> I'll just have the salad. Yeah, seriously. We will have next week. We will have our official announcement. Craig and I will be doing a Halloween watch party on Twitch. We'll That's be right. announcing the movie, and we have to pick a date. That's the only reason we're not announcing today, so I look forward to that for next week. But our Halloween, I've got like two or three strong contender movies. I might actually just leave it up to you and just say you have to pick one of these terrible movies to watch with me, and we'll go from there. Okay. So, but um, until we speak next week, enjoy week four. Don't forget, you got to get up early. There is a game in London. It's 9.30 Eastern, which means it's 6.30 on the West Coast. Oh, my God. <laughs> wake up, people. <laughs> Poor Tim Devine over on the West Coast got to get up at 6.30 in the morning if he wants to watch the game. But anyway, until we speak to you next week, thank you so much for joining us. Reach out. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs>